Welcome to Awaken the Dawn with Apostle Dr. Patience O.T. Awaken the Dawn is a ministry of Shekinah Ministries through the Tribe Prayer Line, which meets every morning, 365 days per year, with the purpose of reading the entire Bible in one year. Please listen to this excerpt and be blessed. And there you go and do your assignment. 
There was a man mentioned here, Ziba, and Ziba was the steward of Mephibosheth. If you know what it means to be a steward, Ziba was a servant. Ziba was in charge of all the estates that belonged to who? Mephibosheth. Don't forget in a hurry that Mephibosheth was the son of Jonathan. Don't forget in a hurry that Mephibosheth was lame, couldn't walk. And when David was fleeing town, Ziba did something. Ziba got some, if you like, just call it horses to be on the safe side, or donkeys, loaded them with supplies for David. He had fresh baked bread. He had fruits. He had everything you could think of. He had some wine and just pursued David and dropped off all those things for him. Wow, David got excited. David said, oh, do you know that today some people will even be thinking this will be a beautiful day to get the kingdom back to your master's soul. But instead of doing that, you are coming after me to bless me. And David was so impressed. And David asked him, what of your master Mephibosheth? Ziba lied. Ziba said exactly what you're saying. Mephibosheth didn't want to come out. Mephibosheth, son of Jonathan, grandson of Saul, is actually hoping that whatever Absalom was doing will fall through and he will take over the kingdom of his father. And what happened in verse 4? I think David was very hasty. Then the king said to Ziba, all that belongs to Mephibosheth is now yours. Just for that singular act of righteousness, David said to Ziba, everything I get to Mephibosheth will now be yours. But you are going to see as you continue to read that that was overturned. Because by the time David was coming back and Mephibosheth came out to meet him, Mephibosheth hadn't shaved for days. Mephibosheth looked so disheveled that David believed him. That Ziba didn't tell Mephibosheth where he was going. It doesn't pay to do all this sneaky backhand business. Who else do I tell you about this morning? There was a man called Shimei. As David was running, he was busy cursing him. As David was groaning, Shimei was on another side of the road throwing stones at David, throwing dirt at David, and telling David, serves you right, you murderer, getting what you deserve, cursing him as he went. Somehow he forgot that David was the anointed of God. Somehow he forgot that if David sinned, it was against his God he sinned. You're also going to see how he ended. Because when David was coming back, Shemai came back to ask for pardon. David pardoned him, but gave him a condition. You don't leave Jerusalem for any reason. And he did during the time of Solomon, and it cost him his life. Who else do I tell you about this morning? Yesterday, we talked about this young man, Absalom. We discussed the sins of Absalom. And now he has made himself king. He has come back to take the kingdom. David has left palace, running away from his own son's rebellion. Let me tell you about a man called Ahitophel. Ahitophel was the father of Eliam. Eliam was the father of Bathsheba. Bible students believe that Ahitophel could have been the grandfather of Bathsheba. Bathsheba was the woman that David committed adultery with, turned around and killed her husband, took her in and married her. 
A lot of Bible students believe that Ahithophel was the grandfather of Bathsheba. And a lot of people believe that the reason why Ahithophel had to go with Absalom was because he had not forgiven David. He wouldn't have run off with Absalom. Be that as it may, the Bible said, now in those days, the advice of Ahithophel was like that of one who inquires of God. That's when you ask him something, whatever he tells you, take it to the bank, it works. That was how both David and Absalom regarded all Ahithophel's advice. But when Ahithophel followed Absalom, David prayed a prayer. He prayed that God would turn Ahithophel's counsel to foolishness. You find that in chapter 15, verse 31. Now David had been told Ahithophel is among the conspirators with Absalom. So David prayed, oh Lord, turn Ahithophel's counsel to, into foolishness. I don't know to take a lot of time to unpack all this, but I hope you're getting something. Maybe I'll leave the other characters another day or study them. But there's something I want you to understand about this man called Ahithophel. Number one, I want you to see that God answers prayers. Even David in his condition prayed and God heard him. God actually gave David the wisdom to ask some people to stay back and reminded them, you know Ahithophel, you know how wise he is. The only reason why I want you to go back is that anything Ahithophel says, say the opposite. And because God wanted to do something, Ahithophel gave his advice. His advice, number one, Absalom, go sleep with your father's concubine. Because once you do that, you've insulted your father. Your name will smell in your father's nostrils. He will have nothing to do with you again. Then after that, we're going to pursue him tonight. Tonight, he's still tired. Tonight, he's not organized. Tonight, you could just pursue him, overtake him, kill him, bring back the Israelites, become the king, which was the right thing to do. And as we continue to read, you will see that somebody confused Absalom by telling Absalom, don't do this. Don't even try that. You know, your father is a warrior. At this time, he has already hidden himself somewhere. At this time, he has already set his army in order. You just came back. Why not settle down? Organize your soldiers. Then the next day, you could go to war. Let me just tell you how Ahithophel ended. When Ahithophel saw that he was, his advice was not taken, he committed suicide. He killed himself. And each of these 12 people will make a, a great teaching. Ziba, Ahithophel, Ahimaaz, Zadok, Jonathan, Abiata, Hushai, Mephibosheth, Zeruah, Abishai, Absalom, Shemai. Maybe one day I'll give an assignment, give it to 12 different people. Just tell us who this character is. Tell us what they did. Tell us how, if it paid off or if it did not. And if possible, tell us how they died. You'll be shocked at what you're going to learn. You know, quite often we just say that righteousness paid, that sin is a curse. Just looking into the lives of these 12 people, you will see that righteousness will always pay off. And sin will always be a curse to these people. No wonder yesterday we took our time and we buried whatever 
whatever we consider unrighteousness. Let me just give the credit back to who it belongs. One of our sisters in New Jersey, Bernadine Joseph, was the one who took a jewelry book, wrote down all the things we were talking about yesterday, put them in a closet, decided that yesterday's funeral will be their end. I wasn't going to do Facebook Live. I know we talked about doing a funeral yesterday evening. But she inspired me. And I said, why don't we take it up a notch? Why don't we really have a funeral service for this thing? And that was what we did last night. So, Sister Bernadine, thank you so much. I want to tell you, the tribe got talent. Allow God to speak to you. Allow God to use you to direct the tribe. That's one thing I've tried to do in my life. I've tried to remain fat. When you are fat, you try to be faithful. When you are fat, you try to be available. And when you are fat, you try to be teachable. F-A-T, faithful, available, teachable. If you are a leader, ask God to give you those three points. Ask him to help you to be faithful, help you to be available, help you to be teachable. If you get to a point where you know it all, you are now the depot of wisdom. It starts in you and it ends in you. You're in trouble. You're in big trouble. Keep yourself open. God could use people to direct you. You know, I don't really get over when I read Second King. Elijah was the prophet. But the word of God says that the sons of the prophets came to Elijah and said to him, where we are living is too tight. Let's go, let's go. Let's go cut some woods and expand this place we live. We need a bigger dormitory. Elijah said, you have my blessing, go. And they said, no, sir. We want you to go with us. Elijah said, okay, let's go. And when they went out, this man was trying to cut the woods. The axe head flew up and dropped in the water. And this man screamed, Alas, it was borrowed. Elisha said, show me. Where did he drop? He showed him. He put a stick there, and the axe head swung. Axe head is iron. Axe head has no business coming on top of the water. But because Elisha was there and gave his blessing, axe head swung. I encourage you, allow God to use you. All this creativity on the line, don't let them die. Let's use them to the glory of God. If you see how the children of the darkness are wise, if you imagine all the things that are coming out, inventions, everyday new inventions, and you'll be asking yourself, how did these people even think of this? There are some things people will write, you read it, it will keep me laughing for hours on it. I'll just be asking, how did this person even take up this? And I want to believe God has a number of people on this line he's pointing to. And I'm asking you, use it. Use the wisdom of God. So let's leave that Old Testament alone. Let's go to John 19. Now talking about the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. They divided my garments among them. They divided my garments among them and cast lots for my clothing. And you know where to find that in the Old Testament. So that's just a fulfillment. That's a fulfillment of the prophecy of Jesus. And the disciple whom he loved, standing nearby, all of us know who Jesus was speaking to. 
He was talking to John. Go to verse 13. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, It is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. It is finished. And can I announce to somebody this morning that your sins are finished for this purpose. The Son of Man was made manifest as he will destroy the works of the devil. And when Jesus said it is finished, it means that the works of the devil is finished. Nicodemus brought a mixture of men and aloes, about 75 pounds, taking Jesus' body. The two of them wrapped it with the spices in streets of linen. This was in accordance with Jew, Jewish burial customs. I want to show you something. There was a woman that brought an alabaster box of oil, broke it, and Jesus said, wherever this gospel is preached, your name will be mentioned. And this other rich man brought 75 pounds of ointment to anoint the body of Jesus. But do you know what the difference is? Not words, it's still the difference. That Mary was able to offer Jesus that fragrance when he was alive and he could smell it. And what Nicodemus did was post-mortem after Jesus was there. Can I just appeal to everybody on this line? If your parents are still alive, give them their alabaster while they are alive. Don't wait for them to die and you come to give a befitting burial. I tell people what Nigerians call befitting burial is for them because the person who is dead will not know whether you are drinking or you kill 10 cows. Whatever you are doing, the person is dead. So while they are alive, let them get the befitting burial now. Give me my rose to smell when I'm still alive. Psalm 119, verse 129. Your statutes are wonderful, therefore I obey them. I pray that God will help us to know the right thing to do with the words we are reading. We need to ask God to give us the grace to know the word of God and to obey them. I am your servant. Give me discernment. I'm back to 125. Give me discernment. I can't even begin to tell you the power of discernment this morning. The power of discernment. When you actually have discernment, you will know how to choose the right from the the wrong. You will not be blown around by every wind of doctrine. God have mercy. You will not be blown around by every wind of doctrine. And somebody said that your whole life is a sum total of all the decisions you've taken in your life. Every decision you've taken brought you to where you are. When they shouted, no, not him, give us Barnabas. Now Barnabas are taking part in their rebellion. They said, give us Barnabas. That was a choice. And as you keep living, you keep making choices every day. And the things you choose, they are the things that make you. Whatever you are choosing, they are the things that make you. Pilate said, don't you realize I have power either to free you or crucify you. And Jesus said to him, you would have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. Therefore, the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. Remember what we were talking about this weekend? When the Spirit comes, and when the Spirit comes, the power comes too. When the Spirit comes, the power comes. 
I'll finish in the next few minutes. Carrying his own cross, he went out of the place of the skull. He had crucified him, and with him two others, one on each side, Jesus in the middle. Those of you who've been to Israel, these things came alive for you, and it will continue to come alive. In Psalm 119, verse 116, the psalmist said, Do not let my hopes be dashed. And I promise you, God, you stand, will not let your hope be dashed. Proverbs 16:11. Honest scales and balances are from the Lord. All the weights in the bag are of his making. And finally, I want to say, yesterday we confessed everything including how we try to cheat people in our businesses. And this morning, God is telling you that he lost honest care. There's no need to lie. There's no need to tell somebody, I'm just doing this for you. When you know that's the price you want to sell. When you do business, do it honestly. God loves honest care. And give God the opportunity to bless you. Praise God. Father, we thank you this morning for all these names that we mentioned, some of them we cannot even pronounce, but you are teaching us from their lives. Father, help us to learn faithfulness, to learn that honesty pays, to learn that honor pays. For the anointing we respect is the anointing that will increase in our life. Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise and all the glory, even in Jesus' name. So for today, I want to ask you, to go look for your list of 20 things that you brought to the shutting. If there are answered prayers already, mark them off. If there are some others left, hold them up today before God. Continue praying for them until you come this evening at 8 p.m. Can somebody find us Psalm 45 verse 7? Another person find Isaiah. 10:27. Another person find Luke 4:8. I'm giving you four scriptures. You could pray them because today we are believing that when the Spirit comes, every yoke will be broken. When the Spirit comes, every need will be resolved. When the Spirit comes, will be released into our ministry to do exploits for God. So the person with Psalm 45, 7, please read it for us. Thou lovest righteousness and hate wickedness. Therefore God, thy God, has anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. Thank you. The Spirit of God loveth righteousness. The Spirit of God hated wickedness. And we've dealt with wickedness. Jesus has clothed us with his righteousness. And God is anointing us with his oil. And this oil will even place us above our fellows. Praise God. The person with Isaiah 10:27, read it for us. Isaiah 10, 27 says, And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck, 
and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Woo! When the spirits come, the yoke shall be broken. There are people who've been laboring under some yoke as you pray tonight. That midnight spirit that causes people to pay you under the fan will be broken. If you make a thousand dollars, you will see where it will go into. That spirit that is causing you to be ashamed of the gospel will be broken. When the spirit comes, I know a number of women on this line who are praying definitely that their children will be married, will wed in 2020, and then coronavirus hit. I want to tell you not to limit God. Don't change your mind. Don't change your theology. Hang in there. I know a number of people on this line who were trying to start their own business and Corona hit. With the anointing, all things are possible. 2020 shall still end in praise. 2020 will still be our year of abundance. 2020, what we've not done in five months, we can still do in seven months because of the anointing. That's why you are waiting on God today and praying. Who has Luke 4, 18? And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan. For it no. is written. For, what did I give you? Luke for chapter eight. 4, verse 18. 1A. Yes. No, it's not what you are reading. Luke 4, 18 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and the recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. When the Spirit comes, power. He will give you the enablement, and you shall receive power after the Spirit has come upon you, and you will be witnesses to me, right here in Jerusalem, right here in Judea, and to where, to the uttermost part of the earth. When the Spirit comes, impossibilities become possible. When the Spirit comes, our speed changes. Instead of crawling like the snail, we'll start jumping and running like the hare. When the Spirit comes, the fire falls. We are praying that tonight will be powerful. We are praying that tonight will be great. We just want to hand it over to God and take an organ. Our Father and our God, we want to begin to thank you for you are a good, good God. We want to thank you for the privilege of waiting on you. We want to thank you because we've already made up our mind that you hid coronavirus from us doesn't mean that what you told us did not come from you. Father, we are believing that this year will still end in praise. As we gather tonight, bringing our Lord of his shoes, to lay down at your feet, Father, we are asking for acceleration. We are asking that things will take off speed. We are asking that nothing will hinder us, O oh Lord. Father, we thank you. Father, I just want to lift up every person on this line who is actually thinking of waiting upon you. I pray for bodily strength. I pray that you will give them the bodily strength. 
I pray that it will not just be salvation, that you will also take out time and pray today, Lord. Father, strengthen your people. Somebody said that prayer, that fasting is to prayer, what fuel is to the fire. And yesterday we decided we are going to set Joab's field on fire. Absalom couldn't get Joab. He did something extreme. Lord, we thank you for you've already given us victory. Lord, we want to lift up one of our sister's daughter who has a birthday today. Father, we want to thank you for this young lady. We want to thank you for her life. We want to thank you for the privilege of celebrating another birthday. Father, the tribe is praying blessings upon her, even on this Pentecost weekend, that it will be a fresh beginning for her, that you will meet her at the point of her need. Father, you know what her greatest desire is. We are praying that you give her a birthday gift, that you give her that, that will make her smile. Father, surround her with love today. Father, we thank you for family. Father, we thank you for family. And we pray specifically for that family, that you continue to bind them together in the love of God. Thank you, Lord, for blessing our daughter, for we have prayed in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. amen. So I just leave you with this confession. Make them as you go around today. I am blessed. I am prosperous. I am successful. I am victorious. I am talented. I am creative. I am energetic. I am happy. I am positive. I am passionate. I am strong. I am confident. I am secure. I am beautiful. I am attractive. I am valuable. I am free. I am redeemed. I am forgiven. I am anointed. I am accepted. I am approved. I am prepared. I am qualified. I am determined. I am patient. I am kind. I am equipped. I am empowered. I am well able. And above all, I'm a child of the Most High God. As you confess these things, as you speak them to the wind, your ears will be hearing. Every part of your system will obey, and you begin to see the manifestation of these things. Numbers 14, 28, what you say to my hearing, I will do unto you. Let's say the right things, and let's see them happen to us. God bless you. We've come to the end of today's episode. Thank you for listening. If you would like to learn more about Apostle OT and this ministry, please visit www.drpatienceot.com. Again, that's www.drpatienceot.com. Do you have a desire to read the entire Bible but have never been able to do so? If so, please join the Tribe Prayer Line every day from 4.30 a.m. to 5.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to read and listen as portions of the Bible are read and expounded upon daily. Call 515 604 
5820-9731, access code 582-077. Again, that's 515-604-9731, access code 582-077.